0: Welcome to another special episode of the Recruiter's Review. This is episode seven, rash decisions based on bad or partial information. This episode is to stop you from making any rash decisions to cancel an interview or not attend the next interview because you read or heard bad things via Glassdoor, sites like Cafe Pharma, or heard things third hand because someone knew someone who knew somebody who worked there. I'm encouraging you, never cancel an interview or withdraw from an interview process because of something you heard or read about the company or from somebody there or somebody who knew somebody there. When it comes to interviewing, go with the philosophy of never believe what you hear and believe about half of what you read. Every person, event, place, thing, you name it in life, you'll find someone who praises it and loves it and you'll find somebody who bashes it and hates it. Everyone has their opinion and their own experience. This is going to be one of my shorter episodes, but this content is so important. Please take heed and don't make the mistakes I've seen others make. A near and dear mentor of mine, I've got to tell you about this man. In fact, many of my listeners know this man because I took people to his establishment. He was a world-class chef. He was from Italy, and he was a very, very wise man. His name was Italo Centilli. Uh, Igolo passed away five years ago but a little bit about him when he was 18 years old he was in Nazi occupied Italy he had some fascinating stories about his encounters with the Nazi army but he fled to Brazil and from Brazil he had a very tough migration to the United States and ultimately made it as a restauranteur and opened up what I believe is the best Italian restaurant in the United States of America. At the time, it was called La Playa Ristorante. And today, the restaurant is Pasqualone's Ristorante chef and owner, David Pasqualone. Still the best Italian restaurant in the country today. I took people from New Jersey, New York, Boston to his restaurant, and they agreed, hands down, the best. But I got to tell you, he was a very, very wise man. And he taught me two philosophies that I practice to this day. And that first is what I opened with. Simply don't believe anything you hear and believe about half of what you see. He also called me by my Italian name all the time. He always called me Patrizio. And his second philosophy really meant to me, and he said to me, Patrizio, I do not care what somebody says about anyone else. It'll be my experience with them, and that's how I'll decide if they're worth being in my life. That is really good stuff, and it applies, and it will resonate throughout the rest of this episode. And this episode was sparked by a very recent hire placement. We just made at my firm. This man is now in his dream job, and he has thanked me multiple times for seeing him through and into this organization. But he was going to cancel his first interview because of something he read online. Well, known to me, the online review was written by somebody who worked at my client. They should have never been hired there to begin with. That person failed miserably, created a number of problems at the organization, and when terminated, lashed out on a popular what I'll call gripe site. I gave my recruit the advice that I'm giving in this episode, and that was, all right, just that to the side and now having completed a thorough interview process and having met multiple people at the company to include he got to spend some time actually within their offices and people doing the job that he was going to be hired for he ultimately met with the ceo and he told me i don't see any of what that person wrote In fact, it's the complete opposite. I want that job. It's what I want to do. So not only did he secure the job, and he got a very hefty increase, by the way, he walked into the job that ticked off everything he wrote down when he did the exercise I mentioned in episode two about the decision to stay or go. He had made the decision to go and had a list of everything he was looking for in next company. That was all met in this new job that he holds. However, had he canceled that first interview because of something he read, he would have never found out. He would still be at the old company and still looking for the dream job, which was already in front of him. I'm also now going to talk from a police investigator perspective. I used to be an MP investigator, and we learned in the academy that you never rush to a decision because you think you know who committed the crime. You have to follow the facts all the way till the end. And so just like a police detective, you are not going to rush to a decision without getting all the facts. You get the facts. You play out your interviews. Often a police case will start down one road or direction, and you think you knew who did it, And in the end, an entirely different person ends up indicted. Why? Because once the facts played out, the hasty decision based on gut alone was not acted upon, thankfully. So I know people who early out of the interview process based on the bad information and they ended up with regrets later. Now, so if you're on the move and you're looking for that next job, the dream job, do you really wanna forego what might've been the job love of your life and then later run into the person that's holding it and you find out, man, I had some bad information. So I'm going to sidestep here. As for the sites, I'm not saying they're good or they're bad. There is some really good information on, on the various sites out there. But you have to realize every company will have people there that don't like it there. I don't care how big or how small, what type of company, there's always somebody who does not like what they do. And more often than not, most you see griping on those sites, they're not the professional position people. And I don't want to downplay any position in the company, but most winners don't have time to write on those sites. They are too busy to write why they like working there, and they certainly don't have anything to gripe about. Um, I find that most people that post on those sites, I'll call them the firelings. They're usually the people that got let go, and now they're lashing out on the site because that's what small people do. But as we know, no matter where they go, there are people that they'll get a new job and they'll gripe and complain there. And then they'll go to the next job and they gripe and complain there. And those tend to be the people that I find with lots of things out on these sites, talking about why it's a bad place to work. I personally actually don't advise reading these sites, the good or the bad. When you see good, it's usually encouraged there or incented to write, you know, maybe a boss goes to an employee and says, we, we need a good rating on suchandsuch.com. Would you, would you write why you like working here? Going back to the entry of this episode, believe half of what you read. I'm not saying you don't wanna look at this stuff if you really feel you need to. All right, make it part of your research but then do not make any decisions upon that. Whether it's good or what it's bad, it's information you have collected and you're going to use it as you continue in your interview process and that's what I'm going to explain to you next. How do you navigate the interviews when you have negative or concerning information? As I said, don't cancel the interview, withdraw. Just put this into a category of things you're going to know before you accept an offer there. I will also say in the first interview, never ever bring up anything that you read online of a negative nature and start asking about it in a first interview. I told you in my last episode how to have a successful first interview so that you can progress and go further and ultimately find out if what you've heard or read is true or not. Realize as you interview the books will open more to you as they get to know you get more comfortable with you and and decide that you're the person that they want on their team and vice versa. You're going to get to know them more and more as you interview deeper and deeper with the company. So I advise making a list of these items of concern and wait and see how much of it gets addressed in the second and third interviews. Sometimes there are things that companies are aware of, or they may know that the last person in that job was a wrong fit, and they may divulge to you as you interview, as you meet more leaders. Uh, I've had that happen where it's not until the third level leader is with the uh, recruit and they may say, you know, we had a tough go of this role a few years ago and in our effort to refill it today, we've made some changes. So what is not addressed on their offering as you go through the interviews? Well, when do you address it? At the job offer stage. I have an entire episode coming up on how to get through one offer and handle multiple offers. Until then, know that once an offer is made, then you are in the driver's seat. Uh, You're not in the driver's seat in this thing until somebody has actually said, we would like to offer you the job. So if you get to the point of a job offer, but these things you've read or have heard are still uncertain to you, now you can set that appointment to go over your concerns. Until then, Make no hazy decision on what you think you know. Realize the company may have already changed some things or the info you have is just simply not true. But the job offer time is when you can address it with the person you're going to be working for. I also do not advise ever reaching out to others at the company to ask them if what you've heard is true, unless you've been invited to do so. I've received calls from my leaders and they've said, Pat, man, your, your candidate, wow, they took it upon themselves to call such and such in in this department and they asked some pretty negative concerning questions and we're going to tell you right now we're done with this candidate if that's the kind of drama they bring and the negativity they bring we have no further interest and I got to tell you they don't even work for us yet and they've just already created some drama here so please for your own benefit and and your own security in the interview process do not start investigating around a company unless you've been given names and numbers of people to call. And then again, I would be very careful what you ask them because it's not the time to ask those questions until you have a job offer. I do believe that LinkedIn is a wonderful tool to give you a real picture of what the company looks like in terms of tenure of employees and longevity of people there. So if you've read something, let's say you found something on Glassdoor and it was a negative review or a few negative reviews. If you also go to LinkedIn and see nobody's staying there more than 6 months, well, yeah, you may you might be onto something, but I still advise you go through the interview process. But on the flip, if you see multiple profiles at that company that have been there for a while or people that are moving up quickly or you're seeing promotions well that tells you there's another side and for every person you found that says there's it's not a great place to work well you can see 10 on LinkedIn that their profiles show you otherwise and realize not everyone on LinkedIn is actively looking for a job there are people who keep their profiles very up to date if anything for networking purposes and sure, they may not mind hearing about opportunities that are out there, but every person on LinkedIn is not unhappy and looking for work today. And the reason I mentioned this, I actually did have a recruit and God lover. She just, I would just say a little naive. We reached out to her for a very large tech client of ours for sales position. Uh, this company has 10,000 employees or more. And she was concerned because she found thousands and thousands of LinkedIn profiles. And she said, oh my God, there are thousands of people there looking to leave. So again, Profiles on LinkedIn does not mean everyone at that company is looking to leave their job. So my final note, I just simply believe those that find the time to write negative reviews, well, most of the time, they're not the winners, and they're really not even members of this listening audience. Please realize that most of this audience and who my firm recruits in places, it's on the professional side up to the executive level. And again, I am not talking down any position, but I have seen executive level recruits be swayed by a Glassdoor review, and it turns out to have been written by somebody at a very, very low hourly level, and they are upset because the coffee break was too short, or they didn't like the walk from the park parking lot to the office. I'm being a little facetious here, but you get my point. So I don't care what company, How big, how small. You will never find a 100% satisfaction rate. But you should not let others, especially those unknown to you, dictate what you want to do. Where others have failed, you may be the one to succeed and perhaps ultimately lead. Unknown to you, this might be the company that you're going to grow, ultimately take over. But if you cancel that interview because of something you read on a site or heard, you'll never know. Until the next episode, this is Pat Mingarelli signing off of the Recruiter's Review.